This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the April 14, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. I received an email from a ranking site that said this podcast is ranked number 220 of news or news and commentary podcasts. That may not be good, but it is the first time I have had a national ranking party in tonight. Quick hitters. The CDC extended the mask mandate on planes and trains and other public transportation until May 3rd. They want to evaluate the effect on Omicron Plus variant. A study suggests the reason humans tend to die off around the age of 80 and why mammals in general live to a particular age is because of the speed of genetic mutations. The quicker the species rate of genetic mutation, the shorter the lifespan. I am doing everything I can to slow things down. New York police arrest a man accused of the Brooklyn, Brooklyn subway shootings. A Ukrainian missile hits another Russian warship. CBS News reported in the linked article that Texas bust to Washington, D.C. immigrants, including asylum seekers, released at the border by federal, the federal government. We have an unserious federal policy for dealing with illegal immigrants and folks claiming to seek asylum, and we have an unserious response to the federal government as well. Liberal Bill Maher chatted with Joe Rogan and said he could go Republican due to runaway public spending, spending and the corruption associated with it. I don't think he's going Republican, but I do feel Maher is putting a voice to Democrats who want candidates who will be a bit more moderate or want their existing moderate public politicians to stand up to the crazies. Think Joe Manchin, who did stand up. Elon Musk offers $41 plus billion to take Twitter private and says the offer is final and if it is not accepted, he will reconsider his stake in the company. What fascinates me is the intelligentsia seems open about their view that speech needs to be monitored, filtered, and approved. Let's all agree that others may be idiots, but they still get to share their views unless their language or ideas encourage violence or lawlessness. Moving on, I really am trying to lay off the gender stuff for children, but am linking an article that in its own snarky way does a decent job of laying out what is being discussed. I like it because it shares specific examples of what classroom curriculum might be, and you can decide if it should be banned for second graders. As promised, I reviewed Tuesday's Tucker Carlson Fox News show. This is not going to be a regular thing. I did CNN earlier in the week, and this is balance. Let me start by saying that I used to be an avid cable news listener, and Fox News was my station. About a year and a half ago, I went cold turkey. Still read the news, but got off the cable news addiction. So I don't know much about what they have been saying. I have noticed Facebook friends attacking Tucker Carlson and would occasionally go review the issue. I usually found Tucker was taken a bit out of context, and on the issues I looked at, I figured if he wasn't right, it was close enough for a talking head. I do recall his emphasis in the spring of 2020 on the VAERS system that reports vaccine reactions. He said there were a lot of reactions to the COVID-19 vaccine being reported and that our government was not taking them seriously. He asked a lot of questions. Later in, the episode, in this episode, we will revisit VAERS. On with a recap. 
Tucker said every day we hear news that horrifies us about the Biden administration. Today it was record high inflation. A bit strong, but whatever. Tucker had an interesting discussion about Elon Musk buying a significant stake in Twitter. Tucker made the following general comments, though I don't think they are quite quotes. Tucker felt it was great that Musk might gain control of Twitter and restore free speech. Tucker said free speech and open debate on ideas is good. It would be a return to free and fair elections where both sides can make their case in the public. We can talk honestly about our leaders and make democracy possible. Censorship is not to protect the weak, but to protect the powerful. That is why totalitarian regimes censor. He might dial it back a tad, but I'm fine with what he said. Tucker asked how the media is responding, and he gave some examples. MSNBC, in talking about Musk, said another bro-fascist spews bile. Uh, MSNBC also said that at at Tesla, Musk built a documented racist company and would create a hostile environment at Twitter, etc. Note, I'm not saying any of that. The Washington Post had an opinion piece by Elaine Ellen Powell, the former CEO of Reddit. Powell said Elon Musk's vision of free speech will be bad for Twitter. Quote, Musk's appointment to Twitter's board shows that we need regulation of social media platforms to prevent rich people from controlling our channel of communications. End quote. Note, she's writing in the Washington Post that is owned by Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. Robert Wright wrote in The Guardian, quote, Elon Musk's vision for the internet is dangerous nonsense, end quote. And, quote, Musk has long advocated a libertarian vision of an uncontrolled internet. That's also the dream of every dictator, strongman, and demagogue, end quote. Tucker pointed out that was a stupid statement. Dictators do not want free speech for the people. Tucker quotes an MSNBC, Cease hosts saying it would be a nightmare if Trump were allowed back on Twitter and allowed to share his thoughts. Back to me. If you want to run a fascist country, one thing you do is control the media. Hitler did it. Look up characteristics of fascism and you will see controlling the media is a key point. Keep that in mind when you hear leaders say the media has to be controlled. Tucker spent quite a bit of time on a story that I'm not sure needed to be told. A Wake Forest med student tweeted that a patient made a joke about the med student's pen that said she, her, for preferred pronouns. So, the med student purposely missed the vein when drawing blood so it would take a second jab. She commented on this on her own Twitter site. Tucker said it was awful that she purposely jabbed the patient twice, and if it had been a trans person who was jabbed twice, the med student would have been fired. He said... Wake Forest did not respond to questions or address the specifics, but did say that folks were being unkind in how they discussed the incident. Tucker quoted the newspaper as saying, quote, It is appalling that the vast majority of the media coverage surrounding the tweet is critiquing her lack of professionalism rather than her patient's display of bigotry, end quote. I'm a fan of small stories to make broader points, but this seems a bit small for a major news story. Still, unless I hear the facts are wrong and he showed the tweet she tweeted, I'm thinking Tucker was accurate. Tucker brought up the Joe Scarborough-Al Sharpton dialogue on Democrats losing black support because limousine liberals are not paying attention to major issues like crime and inflation. Tucker brought on Candace Owens to discuss this development. 
She said Sharpton is finally coming around to the truth because he needs to maintain credibility within the black community. She then did some drive-by shooting bumper sticker arguments. Can't say I disagreed with them, but I don't think bumper sticker bingo advances the conversation. The Brooklyn subway shooting was discussed with former NY Police Commissioner Ray Kelly. He explained what was known about the incident, that the cameras were not working, though folks took cell phone videos, and that the perpetrator likely planned the attack. Talk of a person of interest, but no details. Ray Kelly said he liked the mayor's idea of more cops on the subway, but they need to be on the platforms, not in the mezzanine. And then it got fascinating. Tucker said Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was requiring journalists to be licensed and implied to get the license they would have to report favorably on the government. Tucker, Tucker overstepped on his comments. Tucker brought on someone from Rebel News that was denied a license. The Rebel News person said without the journalism license, they would still work but were restricted from some events. Subscriptions would be tax-deductible if licensed, but not if not licensed, and that the government would make Facebook and Google downrank non-licensed news groups. The fascinating part is when I glanced at Rebel News. I say glance because that is what I did. I did not spend hours. They seemed okay, though a bit out there. Lots of stories on adverse COVID vaccine re reactions. I checked one of those out and listened to a Rebel News interview of Carl Denninger, an American technology guy, financial blogger, and political activist. Let me say up front that I noted an upside-down American flag behind him. An upside-down flag is an international sign of distress. Might be just his way of making a point, but it raised questions for me. Checking him out on Wikipedia, and I found he may have been one of the early founders donors of the Tea Party. Nothing wrong with that. I just like to be careful on my information sources. He says he took the various database of adverse COVID vaccine reactions and combined it with another database to look at what was going on. Some were saying the vaccine was a plot to kill masses of people, and he thought that was nonsense. Others thought the vaccine was totally safe, and he wondered about that. He says that he found neither to be true. What he found was that the vaccine results varied by manufacturing lots. A very small number of the manufacturing lots accounted for most of the adverse reactions. That would indicate an occasional manufacturing issue. In separate checking, I noted some real recalls of COVID vaccine lots due to contamination. I found this discussion fascinating, but all, for all I know, it may be a bit of misinformation. In my view, the overall data shows the vaccine has saved many more lives than were hurt by adverse reactions, so I am glad I got the vaccine. I included the Rebel interview and also a blog post from Carl that digs deep into the subject. But getting back to Tucker, early I, earlier I mentioned that a year and a half ago, Tucker was asking questions about the adverse reactions of the COVID vaccines and wanted answers from our government. While I'm sure the CDC or some other letters looked into it, I wonder if more focus and conversation on this issue early, rather than crushing folks like Tucker who raised concerns, might have led to better results. Lastly, Tucker had a bit on bird pooping on President Biden during a speech. Not necessary. Biden is my president and birds are part of nature. How did Tucker do? Partisan? Yep. Great free speech comments and kind of funny when compared to others saying speech needs to be controlled to defend democracy. On several stories, he seemed to be fairly reasonable and factual. 
Tucker overstated the Canadian journalism issue, but allowed his guests to correct him. And then I went down the COVID vaccine reaction rabbit hole, where I learned some things which hopefully are true. Don't feel you have to watch Tucker, but from this one episode, he did fine. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know. Either way, share, please share.